Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Time Fun Podcast. I'm your coworker L, and I'm the guy that likes to talk about all things Marvel, DC, and everything else. So grab your cup of coffee and let's get to work. All right, on today's podcast, I am joined by my guest co-host again, Mark Raymond. Oh, nice. <laughs> all right, same time. And just to mention, uh, we are doing a remote session this time around. So if audio is a little funky, well, you know, we're just gonna pull through and keep going but hey we're trying this out and see if we can make this so it's a easier thing for us to to do so how are you guys how are you doing it's 11 30 at night right now <laughs> do you really want to mention that <laughs> i guess we <laughs> can give our audience fine. a context late night session super yeah, tired trying to figure out the the software yeah i think that just took like most of our time just setting up yeah and marking yeah. Oh yeah, I'm doing good. I'm a, I'm I'm a night owl. So. You're a what? Well, I'm a night owl. Ah, that's true. That's true. You're a late night. Well, we were supposed kidding. to record at your place, but you fell asleep. Yeah, that is true. Training too. I am. That's good. <laughs> All good. You know, we're, we that's work. Good. This make this might make the recording easier moving forward. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's raining outside. Is it? Is it raining? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, I have a little filter on my window. I can't, I don't know. Okay. Well, actually, that's a good idea. I mean, if this sounds all right, if it sounds okay, then definitely we could just do this instead of having to meet because it sucks having to travel in the rain. So definitely understand that. Anyways, so on today's uh, podcast, we have the topic of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and our personal top 10 ratings of all, what, 33 movies that have been out now? Right, guys? And I've only seen 28 of them. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you've seen all, all 33, Marky? No, I think uh, I'm missing like two. I haven't seen, so. And I'm like 33 plus if you count yeah. all the things before Marvel started Cinematic you Universe. The, you saw yeah. the Thunderbirds already? Thunderbirds? Ghost, Ghost Rider. 33 plus? Uh, that's enough. <laughs> you saw movies that aren't out yet? No, I'm talking about all the old ones. Like, uh, what's it called? All the old Punisher, all the old... What's it called? Fantastic Four. Probably not stuff from the 80s or, or before then. but the, the old Captain America? Yeah. I, I didn't even know. Did you know there's also an old Doctor um, Strange? There's like yes. old. Yeah. You I was like, holy crap. No. I've watched no, I watched clips. the trailer. Yeah. I've watched <laughs> clips. I, I'm not going to go back and watch those. The only one I kind of <laughs> wanted to see was the Lou Ferrigno Hulk. Because I've never seen. It was a show, was it? Or a movie? Yeah, it was, it was a, a show. TV show. TV show. That guy yeah. still shows up at Comic-Con. Yeah. He has no uh, audience anymore. I think the audience kind of aged out. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, like, no one's sliding up to get his autograph. Yeah, actually, that's funny that you mentioned that because I saw um, who's the uh, original Black Ranger. What's his name? Because no. Oh, um, I don't know, but yeah, 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 he's there too. Yeah, I saw him at Comic Con, but no one was going up yeah. to him. <laughs> you did see him, <laughs> right? I see, I see him. I see him every year. I think. Yeah, I saw him there. Like, oh, uh, that kind of suces. Well, it's not a Ranger Con, it's a Comic Con. Um, uh, Virgil from WWF. Uh, you guys watch wrestling in the eighties? 
No. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase had his assistant, Virgil. Actually, I know Million Dollar Man and Ted Ted DiBiase. Yeah, he had had like a bald assistant. That guy is always at Uh, Comic-Con. Sergeant Slider was there this year. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. The only one I saw that was related was that, um, (laughs) who's that guy with a white face mask? With a fight face paint, I mean? Sting? Yeah, Sting. I saw Sting. He was at the, uh, what's it called? The booth with all the toys. I forgot which one it was. He was trying I don't to think sell. I could recognize Sting without the face paint. Oh yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> I would have walked past him. <laughs> I only saw him because he was up on on the second floor of whatever, and everyone was pointing and shooting their cameras at him. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know wrestling enough to know him. <laughs> Sting's pretty cool. He had his he had his run in the nineties. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Talk about all the old school stuff or old school stuff. Um, anything you guys watched in the past week or anything of interest? Uh, go ahead, Marky. Oh, I started an anime called uh, Sort of Guy. I'm mean, nine episodes in. It's only thirty minutes each. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's really not that good, but yeah. <laughs> what is it called again? Sort of Guy. G-A-I. Sort of Guy. Uh huh. Mm. G A I. Basically, it's uh, it's about people collecting these swords that are like possessed with demons every time you collect the sword you get possessed by the demon as well hmm. but it's it's just monotonous it's the same thing over and over so that sounds like um what's his name from the eternals movie yeah uh, oh, the dark not the dark knight what's his name the guy uh john snow's character in eternals that's yeah. that's one of the five i didn't see yeah, yeah he has a right. he has the ebony blade and uh-huh. basically, it's like it's a bloodlust sword or weapon, you know. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah. So similar to that anime you watched, right? Uh, well, everybody has it, <laughs> so that's that's why it's all. Yeah. What made you get into that anime? Well, I was watching anime recaps on YouTube, and then mm-hmm. hey, I was like, yeah, I'll give this anime a try. Yeah, if you're watching that, then you should have watched the top ones. I think the top ones right now is like uh, Blue Eye Samurai. That's a good. Well, one. I mean. There's like anime recaps every day, so uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, this one caught my eye," so I'm like, "All right." Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So it's just whatever anime recap, then right. you got into the series. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I try to, I kind of do that with some movies that are like oddballs that I don't like watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> or it makes me think, oh, okay, maybe I should. So that's a cool trick. Otherwise, I'm just watching everything else I like. Other uh, than that, yeah. yeah, you've watched a lot. I've heard. <laughs> Uh, maybe. All right. Uh, Raymond, what about you? Anything uh, of interest to share? Uh, I saw episode three of The Legend of Prince Valiant on the <laughs> Comics Kingdom YouTube channel. All right. A little um, plug for them. <laughs> yeah. They have some pretty uh, average animation on there. <laughs> Excellent. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They, I think they introduce a new character every episode, so I'm three episodes in. Hmm. He has now Prince Valiant now has a team of three. That makes sense. <laughs> so I don't know. If there's 65 episodes if he has like 64. 65. <laughs> yeah, 64 like an army others. Of 64 people to fight the because the goal of Prince Valiant is to get back to Camelot because uh, he was. Uh, I think they were invaded and they were kicked out of their kingdom. So was he part of King Arthur's court or something? Yes, he's oh, one wow. of the twelve knights of the round, or what is it? Twelve knights of the of the round table. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's trying to find his way back. Like, they're banished, like exiled or something. Huh. 
and he's building this team of like it's like an RPG. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, he visits towns and interesting people, and then one joins him. <laughs> like we have an archer now, episode three. So what's this timeline like? I always thought this Prince Valiant was like something else, like another story. But now that you mention it's actually part of King Arthur's court, I'm like oh, okay, that would pique my interest. So is it like well, King Arthur's still around, or is this like way past I've, his I've time? I've never read those stories, but uh-huh. Prince Valiant goes back to the 1930s. So I assume uh, it's it's connected. And so I don't know how old those those King Arthur stories are. So they okay. could be even older. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you don't really he hear too much about. Inspired by King Arthur. Let's see. What, yeah. Who's the only one? Like Sir Lancelot, and I don't even know. Like Merlin. That, that's that's as far as I know. Like, there's no wizards yet. But hmm. I don't know. We'll get to there later. Uh, cartoons, cartoons, pretty average. So I I can't really recommend it. <laughs> and yet you but, watch um, it. <laughs> yeah, because I have the yeah. the book, and it's the the comic strip uh, collection in the book. Uh huh. And it's 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 pretty uh that's pretty average too, but the art is really nice. <laughs> I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, they're expensive, mm. but you know Comic Con they have discounts. Nice. It's a Comic Con plug. <laughs> that's oh, it. Yeah. I only watched one TV show this entire two weeks. So. Cool, cool. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Comic Con, did you? Uh... Oh yeah, I got your tickets. We gotta meet. Remember? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I have yep. your I have your money, but we didn't meet up. So uh, <laughs> copy that. That's <laughs> why we didn't meet up. The supposed <laughs> oh, sorry, it's too late. I it's can't. Uh, it's raining. <laughs> it's raining when it's not. Just kidding. <laughs> no, all good, all good. It's till next year. All right. Um, so then with me, I guess. Um, what's what have I watched? Okay, uh, quite a few. I'm trying to think. The only thing that really stick to my head, I mean, I mentioned to you guys in chat, but I wasn't kidding. There was a K-drama, Korean drama, that my niece got a whole bunch of us watching. It's called Castaway Diva. It's kind of funny because it kind of references Castaway, you know, the movie with Tom Hanks. So the premise is, like, there's this girl, teenage girl, that she wanted to meet up her K-pop um, idol, this one singer named Ron Jun. And then she's like, ah, she... She pretty much um, tries to, she had an abusive father, so she was also trying to get away from him. And then when she tries to basically run away, and she had to take a ferry or a boat to leave her hometown. But then she ends up falling into the water. And then when she wakes up, she's in this deserted island, and she's like there for 15 years. Until like people find her again, and she's brought back into civilization. And then they just keep talking about, oh, it's this girl that was wanting to see her fan. And yeah, gets all nuts. So I'm not that far out. I mean, actually, yeah. Episode eight so far out of, I don't know so how many. Keep watching it? Yeah. I mean, I've been busy with school too, doing some classwork and stuff. So I haven't really been trying to binge it as much as I've been judging shows. But I plan on finishing yeah. it. It's got an interesting premise. I feel like my wife watches that because she watches a lot of K-dramas. Oh, yeah. On Netflix, it's pretty popular. I think I've one. seen it when I when I turn on Netflix. I see, oh, yeah. I think, like, continue watching that that line of movie uh-huh. shows. Yeah, I, it, think it, I saw it on there. So I mean, it works out. It's pretty. It really tugs at your emotional heartstrings a little bit, and then it's got some humor and yeah, mm. tip, all the typical K drama stuff. I guess you'd expect out of a K drama. <laughs> I haven't seen one yet. So, oh, you serious? 
yeah, oh. just, uh, it's like background noise to me when she watches. Like I'll just uh, be on my on my phone or my laptop. That's yeah, true. I mean, if yeah. there really wasn't anything that I'd watch, I mean, that's not true. If if I wasn't forced to watch it at first, then I probably would just yeah. ignore it. But since I did, then I I got invested into the story, and I was like, oh man, yeah, wipe my oh, tears. I have no problem with watching it. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, I never I never started from episode one. Like mm-hmm. She did. So it's like episode three. It's like midway. It's like eh, I'm not gonna <laughs> try to catch up. I'll just no read Prince Valiant on my phone. <laughs> yeah, this one's like my Prince Valiant or my Sword Guy or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, your Sword Guy. That's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, man, other things I want to keep. So you guys mentioned yeah. anime or action or different stuff. Um, actually, Blue Eye Samurai. I did catch the first episode of that one. It was pretty good. Um, animation's pretty spot on. The story is pretty compelling. Uh, I think it's it's worth a watch, Marky, since you're watching something about swords anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and Raymond, too. It's on Netflix, so might as well. Um, another one I really want to get back into was... Um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you guys heard of that one? That was trending for a while. It's still trending. Yeah, it's still trending. Um, my nephew actually just told me about it. He said it's like way getting crazy. So it's like all the actions hyped up and a lot of things going on. So I've been meaning to catch back up. I think it's on season two, but I'm still stuck on season one or having to finish it. Not really anime, but I've been seeing Invincibles everywhere. So yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Invincible's big. Holy crap. Like, because it just came back, but it only has four episodes, and it just finished, I think, last week or so. So everyone's like, oh, man, we're fiending for the next episode. Have you guys watched Invincible? I saw the first episode. <laughs> nope. Of the first season? Yeah, first season. Dude, didn't that twist at the end? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so I recommend that um, animated show to a lot of people, and then, like, especially, like, my nephew or someone who watched it. Once they saw that first episode, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, it hooked them and then just got them into watching everything, basically. It's, it's, it. oh, sorry, go ahead. Reminded me of Injustice, if you've ever played that. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. DC Injustice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, basically, the premise is Superman goes bad, right? Yeah. Injustice. They turn it into a comic series, right? Mm-hmm. Was, I think. It was based off the comic, or was it based off the video? I think it was the time where it was based off video game first, right? Wow. Do you guys know? Nice. I didn't know that. Because I have no idea. Only thing I knew of it was <clears throat> the video game, you know that right. was out, and then so they made the the comic book story based on the video game. Okay. Because there was a whole lore. I mean, there's a story in the video game too that right. talks about mm-hmm. it, which is pretty messed up. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. He snaps when Joker kills Lois Lane. So. And then he just no, no, no! Music. It's more worse than that. Oh, really? In the comics? Um, video game. I think in the, I think in both because it's Joker's gas made um, Superman like get confused, and um, she was pregnant too, wasn't she? Yes. Basically, it confused Superman, and he ended up killing Lois and everyone else. Like I don't know the details, but. I, think oh man you guys have to fact check, fact check me next week so <laughs> it goes nuclear all right go fact check me next week raymond so <laughs> right, i i do yeah. have injustice for the wii u so maybe we'll boot that up all right play play through story mode 
We'll get Retro Raymond back next week. Yes. All right. <laughs> play with the Wiimotes. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, when we mentioned Invin- Invincible. I actually have a coworker that loves Invincible. I mean, she doesn't know anything about, like, um, the comic book or anything. But she's, like, just theory crafting everything about the show and so excited to talk about it. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Might have to invite her sometime if we ever talk about it or when you guys watch it. So. <laughs> I have a friend who's uh, into a lot of comic book TV shows. Oh, well, it's, it's my wife's friend. And uh, maybe I'll drag him into this. <laughs> <laughs> if we all talk about the same thing, then. Well, yeah, for sure. The more, the merrier. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that recaps mostly of whatever we watched. So off to the main topic here. And that is about the top 10 picks that we have for all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that, what, all 33 right now? Yes, 33. Okay. Until Deadpool. Gotcha. Oh, that's not till next year still, so at least for now, 33. And I think the way we're going to do this, we're going to just roll from our top 10, each of us, and then until we reach number one, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's just dive in, right? Okay. So number 10, uh, I'm going to start. Got our sheets up. Start with Marky, then Raymond, then myself. Number 10. Marky, what's your number 10 MC movie? I have Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Oh, let's just all list it. Okay. Okay. So my number 10 is uh, Black Panther. All right. And my number 10 is the original Iron Man, the first MCU movie. All right, so All right. let's start. Uh, Marky, reasons why Spider-Man Homecoming is your number 10. Well, I mean, it's, it's I think it's a really overall good movie, but um, well, the rest of the top 10 is pretty strong, so I, I don't think I don't think it just matches up with the rest. Um, it has a good villain. Um, it's got the vulture. Mm-hmm. It's it's the bringing back of Spider Man into uh, MCU because I think Sony Sony's had Spider Man the whole time, mm-hmm. so I thought it was very welcomed. Uh, that was a great intro. Uh, Ned was was a great addition to Spider Man's party. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I, I just thought the, like the story, the characters, they, they were all um, yeah. Even all, MJ was uh, yeah. pretty cool in this yeah. this, this interpretation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a exactly. different kind of MJ too. It's not the oh. same one that we're used to. It's not Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. What's her name? It's Michelle Jones or something like that. Right. Wait, did they even reveal that in the first movie? Or is At it the in the end, same? Yeah. Oh, okay. Call her, you know, I think my family or friends call me MJ. That's what you know. That's what they said. Yeah, yeah. It's right, right at the very end. That's yeah. when uh, in detention or something, right, or something like yeah. that. Oh, I forgot. It's been a while. <laughs> cool. Solid. Pick. Yeah. I also think it's it's the best version of Spider Man. Hmm. That's true. That's highly debatable. Do you think Tobey Maguire is a better version? (laughs) Actually, uh, I'd say I do agree with you. I love Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man or his interpretation of Spider-Man. So far, I think it's the most spot on, you know, teenager that gets into these powers and just discovering himself. It gets I mean, the humor right. I think. Yeah, and he, he's just very comical. I mean, it's very different than yeah. what Andrew Garfield or even Tobey Maguire got. Tobey Maguire, I mean, he's always going to have a soft spot in my heart for just being the OG, you know? Like, man, he's the OG. He's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 
I mean, people are just, um, what's it called? What are those, uh, just memory goggle, like when you're just. Uh, nostalgia goggles? Yeah, nostalgia or... goggles. When you keep saying, oh, Toby McGuire's the best. Nah, man. Nostalgia goggles. If you it's think of too, it. Uh, it's kind of wacky. It's too melodramatic, I think. Especially <laughs> the sequels. Oh, yeah. When he gets but, into but his. But Spider Man's more fun in the comics. And mm-hmm. I think that's. They kind of nailed it there. I didn't really hate the Andrew Garfield version either. I thought he had the best. Peter Parker in terms of romantic chemistry hmm. with um with Gwen Stacy yeah with Emma Stone Gwen yeah, Stacy uh, yeah I keep, I keep using the actor names uh, <laughs> yeah he's a character names man yeah I got you but yeah anyway yeah yeah it's on my list too but you know it's a little higher up I think I like his suit <laughs> the best too or like the uh, the graphics and Amazing Spider Man Andrew Garfield dude those are spot on I don't know, something about like the sharpness of the suit and the sharpness of the movie just seemed better to me. Then like they call it graphics to be the special effects, the CGI, whatever, <laughs> whatever you call it. Yeah, you like I mean, the lizard? Hmm? like the lizard. Yeah, or even freaking Andrew Garfield's suit. It's just, whoops, hit my microphone. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it just uh, it looked awesome. Yeah, the first movie wasn't that bad. It was, it was pretty good. I yeah. remember, I, I was one of the, I thought it was a pretty competent Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, overall, eh, I don't know. I don't even remember the second movie, so. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so, Raymond, Black Panther is your number 10. Thoughts yeah, on uh, Black, Black Panther, I think it has the most interesting uh, villain. Hmm, definitely strong villain. Um, Killmonger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Killmonger. Um, Portrayed by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I forgot his name too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they forget the actually, actor's name or the character name. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could have gone further, but I think Marvel, because of the limitations of like being in the MCU, mm-hmm. they couldn't really explore like Killmonger's motivation more. Yeah, but overall, I thought of all the villains. Well, let me see what I have on my list. He's definitely like like, like one of the strongest uh, antagonists in the MCU universe. I think that's good enough for this movie to be. My tenth favorite. <laughs> gotcha. Although yeah. to a point, I mean MCU villains, not really a strong point for MCU, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, if anything, MCU is guilty of having really weak villains throughout their movies. And it not weak in the sense that they're not powerful, but weak that hey, they're like just the writing. The villain of the movie and then they're gone. Like, why the hell are they killing off all their villains from the first movie already? You know? Bar, you know, Thanos. You want you want him to survive? Yeah. The like, imagine if you had Killmonger still alive after Black Panther. Like, he didn't yep. get killed off. Dude, you could he could have expanded into Wakanda forever and made that even more. I mean, they even brought him back because they had to because they couldn't bring back. You know, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman. They couldn't. But just imagine if they were able to bring him back as an actual like character and not just in the dream sequence in Wakanda forever. I think that would have been... Like, Red Skull has been out for all the movies, pretty much, and I thought he was a a really good character. Yeah, for Captain America? Yeah. Yeah. Or it could have been something else. I mean, now he's just relegated to being this ghost that holds the Soul Stone or tells people where to get the Soul Stone. (laughs) Like, okay, never mind. Cool, cool. Black Panther. And then, um, for me, my number 10 is, like I said, it's Iron Man. Um, 
I mean, that could have probably gone higher on my list, but honestly, everything else that I have listed uh, that we'll mention is um, pretty strong going. Uh, reason why it's number 10 for me is because it's just, I mean, it's the start of the MCU. It's got the heart. It's got everything. For me, how I chose my top 10 movies is just rewatchability. Like, can I go back? Can I watch this movie? And can I enjoy it? And I did. I went back. Actually, this past week, I watched Iron Man 1. And I was just, man, this is awesome. It holds up. Like, I love it. I, I could watch this. And, like, even if it was there's no MCU, it's, this was just a singular movie. It works. And it, it holds up to this day. So, that's why it's my top 10. It probably will always be. Unless something else just really knocks my socks off or the rest. But... Yeah. That's also in my top 10. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Cool. Um, going to go to the next. Number nine. Number nine. Marky, you're number nine. I have Avengers, the original one. Uh, Avengers Pretty one? Yeah. Marvel's The Avengers. No, you, 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 and, uh, you and Elmar. Oh, yeah. I should same. probably mention that then. So, um, I chose the same thing, actually. So, could probably hold off ours. And then, Raymond, you're number nine. Okay. Uh, I have Iron Man 3. Okay. So, uh, you're the dissenting one. Uh, should we start why we chose? All right, let's start with you. Iron Man 3. Why is that your number nine? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think uh, Iron Man is the greatest superhero in movies. Mm. The combination of Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., and Tony Stark... Iron Man 3 is kind of a Tony Stark movie. And I think uh, his charisma can carry a movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. very little Iron Man in it. Mm-hmm. It does have a very weak third act. Um, mm. But I thought the, the... I kind of forgot the beginning. But I thought that second act, where he's kind of like a MacGyver, was really uh, entertaining, from mm-hmm. what I remember. And I know this is kind of a divisive movie because of the villain. Uh, the fake villain, the the kind of the yeah the um, that was Ben when, Kingsley's character kind of kind of threw people off. The Mandarin the time, of the, the Ten Mandarin Rings. is kind of a racist caricature. Like you can't have the Mandarin <laughs> in like a modern movie unless he did it. And I thought the, uh-uh. the you're wrong. Uh, Shang Chi, you know Shang Chi, yeah, the Mandarin. Is well, it called the Mandarin in that movie? No, because he made fun of it. He said, you made your villain in orange. <laughs> right. So he made fun well. of it. So yeah, to your degree. <laughs> but in, in the kind of same sense, he was kind of the the title, like, you know, Ten Rings villain, like top top person in the Ten Rings, which would have the title of the Mandarin, at least from the comics. In, you're talking about Iron Man 3 or in Shang-Chi? No, I mean, as a character, um, Mandarin. That's what I mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not not um, the movie in particular, but yeah. And uh, I kind of I kind of like when they kind of subvert your expectations when they reveals Ben Kingsley just an actor and he's kind of <laughs> a goofball. I know. Uh, so I'm, ju- I'm just I an like actor. It, I'm just an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how it breaks the uh, the hearts of the the comic book fans around the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just on the strength of the character and the actor. I have Iron Man 3 on my list. Just like turn it away. Any thoughts on that, Marky? Yeah, no, I, I thought it was disappointing how they brought uh, <laughs> they brought the Mandarin. It's not even <laughs> in my top 10 at all, so it's yeah. like on my 
lower half. Yeah, and see. it's like under guys' bottom like five, <laughs> I think, on yeah. both your lists. Yeah. Oh man, I'm yeah. Honestly, Iron Man three. Um, I I did I rewatched it. It was another one that I rewatched this past week, and I liked it, but I did not enjoy the whole story. I mean, it had some good parts. He had Iron Man, and he was kind of getting through some. I don't know, some mental issues, not mental issues, but he was going through uh, anxiety PTSD. issues. Yeah, yeah, like PTSD from everything that's been yeah. going on. And, you know, that added to the, you know, to the, what's it called, uh, the conflict and everything that was going on. I mean, aside from the fake Mandarin and the real villain Killian, you know, and then the whole extremist program. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that third act got funky, though, with uh, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> Pepper Potts getting the extremists. Like, come on, man. Uh, uh, right? Okay. Yeah. Um cool things I do like about it though is like, man, when he when he calls in all the his suits that he's had, like all thirty or forty suits, and they just all come out flying and helping out the battle. Like, oh that's badass. Mm-hmm. And then what I liked also was when during the fights, when he would fight Killian or any of the other guys, that he would use a suit and then once it gets busted and he'd just jump out and then jump into another suit and just keep going. Mm-hmm. I thought, Oh man, that's awesome. So, like, it just builds on it. And you see how, like, he has all these different kinds of armors. So, it just goes to show Tony Stark is just always evolving. He's always creating new ways to solve problems because he has suits for every kind of situation, right? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I could see how it's in your top ten. Personally, for me, it's not because I also kind of took it away as... Anything with a trilogy or multiple movies, I only tend to choose only like one movie out of those trilogies. So that's how kind of, uh, I guess, spoilers. That's how I choose my top 10. It's not going to choose like multiple. You have some repeats on your list. (laughs) Kind of, (laughs) but I'll explain why later on, why it's a repeat. And then so we'll get there. Avengers. And Avengers. Okay. Marky, you got any thoughts on that since we share the same number nine? Oh yeah, so um, yeah, it was just uh, the, the way it was like the original uh, movie where they got all the power hitters who could, that all uh, that all could hold their own like in their own in their own series. Mm-hmm. They, they put them all together. Yeah, well, no, that definitely not. <laughs> but maybe a TV series. But, but yeah, no, it, it was like a major event in in, in movie history, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, look, looking back at it, I, I I don't know. I was expecting a little bit more for. It was smart to use Loki, but I was hoping for a bigger, like a bigger, more serious, like a uh, villain. Dude, he's a Asgardian god. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty strong. Thor could solo him, so yeah, <laughs> potentially. That's why they had the whole uh, what do you call it? The uh, that army. The whole conflict of uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's not his thing. Is to be like a frontline warrior or anything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I really, I really liked it. Um, other than that, you can go ahead and add, add on. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, Marvel's The Avengers, yeah. man, I, I loved it. Again, once I said, I, I rewatched this too this past week, and I just remember the feeling of like watching when you finally have all the characters come together. Because if you watch it in timeline order, I mean, you've got the Captain America movie, you've got the Iron Man movie, you've got the Thor movie, all the individual movies, and then this is just the culmination of all that. I mean, honestly, I wish they had a Black Widow movie early on <laughs> instead of way later after she died already. Because c- maybe they could have made a better movie than what came out from this. <laughs> whatever they had 
crap they posted for this Black Widow movie. But anyways, the point I'm getting at is that, okay, we've had all this buildup. And this is the first time that you have that that story of all of them brought together. The culmination of all these movies throughout the next, you know, past few years brought together and then it made into this huge big event. And then I just remember just the feeling of like, oh, man, it's so awesome seeing them all together. Like, okay, the struggle. And then and then um, Nick Fury just kind of using uh, Coulson as a as a, what's it called? a flint, like a starting flame to to get all the characters together to become the Avengers, you know, so. Right. Yeah. All yeah. those post credit, all those post credits, like scenes, they mm-hmm. all paid off to the Avengers. That oh, was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Oh, when you get to like the little Thanos yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, was that the first time that we got a sneak peek of Thanos or was he in before? I guess I remember? think that's the first. In the Avengers? The first appearance okay. of him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember seeing it. It's like, okay, that's when he gets the, the glove or what do you call it? Yeah, um, the gauntlet, the, the infinity gauntlet. gauntlet. Yeah, the infinity gauntlet. It's like, Man, I remember thinking, like, I can't believe that story is that popular because I read that comic in like '92. I didn't know that that story was as popular as it was. <laughs> I never read it so not until like the movie came out. So yeah, I mean, I was never that big on comics, and especially Avengers. That was never my thing. I was more like an X Men or Wolverine specifically. So. Well, Infinity War was the entire Marvel universe. Yeah, but like, I wasn't into like comics that whole much. I like just individual stories, and then my only oh, okay. like tie into movie or comics was just watching what was on Fox, like the X Men cartoon. Oh, X Men cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that—that that was my <laughs> my foray into comics or superheroes at the yeah. time. At least when I was younger, I just didn't yeah. have access to all those comics. So. <laughs> Or maybe not access, but just, you know, not interest in that kind of way. Yeah. Cool. Well, that movie didn't make my top ten, so. All right. Is Is there, (laughs) actually, uh, since it didn't, can you, like, kind of counter some reasons why you wouldn't include the original Avengers? Well, it just, it looks like on the other rest rest of the list, it looks like it barely made the top. I mean, it did make it, but it was just edging off. Oh, yeah. Technically, it's the 12th. It's the 12th on my list. (laughs) <laughs> so I mean, it's it's high up there. Yeah, so it's yeah. There. Uh, it's too. Okay. Uh, it's that Joss Whedon style of like dialogue. It's I think it's kind of off putting. There's a there's a good chunk of this movie where they're in the the shield floating ship or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're kind of telling us that they don't get along, but they don't show us that they're not getting along. And that's a very Joss Whedon thing to do. He does a lot of. It's very uh, witty dialogue banter between not... whatever whatever characters he's writing. It's in his comics. It's in uh, whatever that one season show that everybody loves. It's that sci-fi show from the 2000s. You know what I'm talking about? Which one is that? I'm... Not Buffy, but it came <laughs> after Buffy. But, I think. But if you, if you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, it's, it's just... Uh, it's very... Um, I don't like it much <laughs> and there's a lot of that in this movie and, and i think it's even worse than ultron but i don't have much memory of ultron so uh, i rewatched all yeah. those so um i'm gonna slightly counter that i think there was a lot of there were, there's a lot going on in the avengers one i think the main problem they had was that they just couldn't jive all together because they all had 
their own personal attitudes. They didn't learn how to adjust to become a teen yet. So um, I rewatched it recently. So I saw that they all individual, like Captain America was so patriotic or he was so um, what's called Boy Scout. You know, he's such a Boy Scout. He was always following the rules yeah. and Tony Stark, you know, Iron Man, he was just all like, you know, being flashy, being like the smart guy, being the one who knew it all. You know, he's, he was the know-it-all. And then right. everyone else was just like kind of doing their own thing. Like they haven't really discovered themselves of how to work together. And I think that's, that's kind of what, what the gem is of the story. But and it, and, it took some, and it took someone like Agent Coulson's death to bring everyone together. Yeah. I mean, it's Someone cool. Internal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And uh, then I, just, also, I, just, I just I didn't oh. feel like the real tension in that in those scenes. It's there's a lot of we're not a team. We're a time bomb. Uh, I don't get along. I don't play nice with others. Like, yeah. What is this? That's we didn't shut up. That's, that's like regular work life, man. I don't like, get along me. with my coworkers. I don't get along with these guys. <laughs> like, show me, show me, like Captain America, like clicking a pen. It's bothering Iron Man or something. Like, show me like annoyance. <laughs> Don't tell me you're annoyed. You know what I mean? Oh, that's where you get that, I guess that's that's kind of the style. Get one of those famous lines with uh, Captain America says, yeah, like, take away your money and all these things. What are you? And then <laughs> I forgot what Iron Man yeah. said. Yeah. He, he got owned. Yeah. No, <laughs> he said, I mean, I'm a billionaire philanthropist playboy or something. That's in oh, the trailer. Cause I yeah. watched all the trailers. Earlier. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> there's those quips like yeah. that. So but anyways, enough of that. So yeah, number- I don't want to be too negative. It's still yeah. a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> is your top 12 so it's up there yeah all right my number, top 12. number eight we got number eight marky number eight uh, guard this movie could have been a lot higher on my list but um yeah guardians of the galaxy 3 all right guardians I, I, it's more like recency bias but i i, I rewatched it and it was pretty good oh yeah raymond you're number eight. Oh, uh number eight uh f thor first one the original thor okay yeah the original thor that's a unique pick. Mm-hmm. I think that's a unique pick of out of all of I us, right? That one too. Yeah, that's a little bit down on my list. Uh, my <laughs> <laughs> and then my number eight is Avengers: Age of Ultron, the second movie. So I don't know if that's what also you meant. Also, a by... unique pick. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess so. Out of everyone, you're the else. only one that has it on your list. Yeah, it's my top ten. So yeah, okay. This time around, we're all different. Yeah. So with Marky, I mean, I agree. Guardians of the Galaxy—that's a uh, spoiler talk. Though. That's a top top one for me too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think I think it has more to deal with recency bias. Um, mm. I, I it was just seeing the closure of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. So I I do like I do how, like how it, it keeps the same uh, vibe as all the other ones. Unlike you know how like Thor goes out in every every direction. <laughs> Each of its movies, <laughs> Thor one, Thor two, Thor three. Guardians of the Galaxy feels like you're at home uh, watching mm-hmm. the same, same team. Oh, it keeps the same vibe. It keeps the same, yeah. like yeah, uh, throughout all three movies. It's the same characters, same director, same like just feeling you get. Like you hear Guardians of the Galaxy, you already know what kind of movie you're gonna get, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel you. Like uh, Guardians three, it, it's I I have to agree. Uh, it's up there for me, but on another note or something to add on to that, I think the whole Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy is probably like the best trilogy of all the MCU. That's movies. what I said. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I feel too. Yeah, it's like it's the most well-rounded story of everything. If if you rewatch everything, which I did, I was like, oh man, this is such an amazing trilogy of of MCU movies, at least. So, 
It's like, it just feels well-rounded. Like, it's a complete story. It's not just jumbled up. Like, oh yeah, here's a one, two, three. And then they're all like, at first, it, it seems like it though. Because like, okay, first one, they're all separate characters from everywhere. And then they reluctantly get together and then become the Guardians. And the second one is like, okay, well, now you're going off into space and doing some other stuff. But then it still ties in to them being a family. And then even from the first one is them about becoming a family. Second one for sure was about family. And this third one, hell yeah, it was really about family, especially with the whole thing with Rocket. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was more of a Rocket story. Yeah. Yeah, It was definitely, yeah, his background and it's a complete story of Rocket. But even how all the other characters of the Guardians, like, came together for him. Right. Mm -hmm. Cool. Rayman, Thor? Thor. Did we talk about Um, that? No, no. No, not yet. Uh, I forgot to watch the trailer for this. <laughs> uh, I just remembered this this, this story. Uh, the movie was very grounded mm-hmm. in a small town, and it felt kind of like a a self contained um, fish out of water story. Like, <laughs> like Thor is kind of lost <laughs> in, in the strange act. world of humans. Yeah. Um, I think uh, he had great chemistry with uh, Jane Foster. I thought their romance was pretty um, mm. nice. Natalie Portman, my oh, sorry, favorite. My memories are... <laughs> What's that? Natalie Portman, my favorite. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> that's, you creep. that's probably the only reason why I watched that movie. Because Natalie Portman, what? Oh, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Damn, this, more is, like this. Yeah. Damn, this movie's boring. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, not to... <laughs> on your parade, but uh, no, you guys do have it low on your uh, on your ranking. Yeah, um, I mean, I like the I, li- I like the go ahead. I, I like the <laughs> character. I, I like the movie, but I felt it was boring. It, it was almost as bad as the first Captain America for me. So, <laughs> just just a tad bit better than that one, because uh, I don't. Know. I, I it's story building is like getting into the character, getting to know him, like. There wasn't really too much going on for me. He just fights this huge giant robot, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, like some like desert or something, right? From what yeah. I remember, it reminds me destroyer. of a reminds me of a Pluto versus Astro Boy or the Destroyer armor. <laughs> yeah, I have it around Hulk or Hulk level. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is also where we just like we see the conflict with him and and uh, Loki, like Lo- why. Uh, or is that in the sequel? There's a little like, bit of it here. Lo- Not so much. I, I mean, I don't remember it completely. Honestly, I skipped this movie. I didn't rewatch it. So, <laughs> just because it was low on my, my rankings here, low on my totem pole. Yeah. So I, I skipped it, honestly. Um, the feeling I got out of it is like, okay, cool. You, you get reintroduction of Thor. You get to know about all the Asgardian characters. Uh, then, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I think the the stuff not on Asgard was was entertaining to me. Oh, just everything that happened on Earth. When he's kind of acclimating to like human society or mm-hmm. like the human world, this the sort of like people who are below beneath him. Yeah, <laughs> his I, powers are yeah. taken away. I get the I like story. That fish out of water story. Yeah. It's him like trying to get his act together, basically, right? Because he was such an arrogant, like kind of bastard you know, before, right? Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. So in a way, it's a and, uh, coming of age story for Thor. <laughs> yeah, that's another way to look at it. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just the 
the two um, Natalie Portman and uh, the actor who plays Thor is it Hemsworth? Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. They, they're very charismatic in this movie, I think, and they're, I really like their, their chemistry as a like a romantic subplot. Oh yeah, love it when I know they, it's a superhero yeah. movie, but as a movie in general, <laughs> it kind of ticks the boxes of like a decent like action comedy. <laughs> You know, and then just to add to that, I actually like how they added that into Thor The Dark World. I mean, this isn't in our list or anything, but I just want to add into it. Thor The Dark World second movie gets a lot of slack, I don't know, for whatever reason. I rewatched it, and I actually enjoyed it. I, I thought, like, why is this, why is everyone hating on the second movie? I thought it was great. I thought it was good. Like, you get the you know, whole interaction with Loki, then you get the whole, I mean, I kind of get it. It was kind of a weak villain story just about the aether dark aether but um after i we, think yeah. because thor before um, thor ragnarok mm-hmm. i don't think he's good enough to carry a movie unless he had some like witty characters around him and i yeah. think jane foster's was kind of limited in the sequel mm-hmm. they were true. kind of on their own thing like her and her sister whoever yeah. uh, whatever her name is no, no. Like, I, I think mean, Thor and Loki, like that kind, that Thor. I think it's he. It's not. Um, they're not charismatic enough together. Before Taika Waititi <laughs> uh, took, <laughs> possibly. took over, possibly over, you know, kind of changed. Uh, I'll have to say, uh, give it a rewatch, and you'll see. Like for me, I I probably had a greater appreciation rewatching Thor: The Dark World. So uh, that's as much as I'll say. I mean, after. And that's after watching everything else that's been out, you know, all other 33 movies. Rewatching Thor The Dark World, I was like, oh, okay. You see that relationship um, between Loki and Thor and how that's all. And, you know, this is occurring after the first Avengers. So it's when Loki's locked up and everything. So. Yeah, I think it's after Iron Man 3. Uh, I forget how exactly. Well, it's, it's definitely right after the, right. the Avengers. <laughs> it's definitely after the Avengers the because, in, yeah. Yeah. It's on the list on the right on the spreadsheet. Yeah. Not sure. Oh, yeah. All right. That's my Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Uh, I won't get too much into it. I liked it because it was just. <laughs> um, okay. Spoilers. I included basically spoilers. all Avengers. <laughs> spoilers for my top 10, I mean. Spoilers oh, for my. Oh. Yeah. That's why I'm not spoilers for the movie for freaking, uh, what, 10 year old movie almost? Yeah. No, eight year old movie. Um, Age of Ultron. Um, it's up there because it's the second Avengers movie. <laughs> and that's why. So it's ranked a little bit higher because it's just next movie with all the Avengers in it. So um, spoilers, hint, hint about how I do my rankings, but yeah. And the reason why I put it is because it's just, it's a way they were able to introduce new characters. That's when you get Wanda um, Scarlet Witch. That's how you get uh, Quicksilver, even though it's very short lived. And it kind of just expands on on those characters and then vision too right oh yeah and vision yeah holy crap the whole like what happens when like the idea of it's just an evolution from the first movie so tony stark he gets all freaked out so he has to create you know a system to defend the world and so he you know for whatever reason he wants to create you know ultron an ai that can help fight except that ai goes rogue becomes ultron and then them, you know, just trying to fix the situation. Uh, they could have done it again. But then this time, something with the... It just ties in, you know, the, the, the Mind Stone. You know, getting into that 
freaking body and then creating Vision. Holy crap. I mean, I don't know Vision's origin story, but that origin story for Vision was, was awesome. Do you guys know? How was Vision ever, like, started up or created in the comics? Do you guys know? No, I, I didn't read Avengers, really. Yeah, exactly. Same here. I have no idea. But the way they crafted it in here, you know, it was supposed to be a body for Ultron. But then, you know, they, they were able to stop it. And then they used the Mind Stone and just, like, freaking Jarvis's AI. Holy crap. Like, how long have they been planning this to come along? Like, you have Jarvis, the AI from Iron Man 1, you know? And then throughout all the movies, however movies it takes to Avengers or Ultron. How many movies is that? So Iron Man, one, two, three, four. Yeah. You know, eight movies, 10 About movies. Nine or 10? Yeah, yeah. You know, eight. that many movies. And then to freaking have Jarvis become the AI that becomes basically something else, which is Vision. I'm like, oh, man. It's just awesome how that, that unfolds for me. So that's why I put that up there for me. It's just the next step, next evolution of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Well, we have neither of us have that on our list, but <laughs> <laughs> and it's fresh in my mind because I rewatched it, so that's why I was able to speak yeah. so much on it. All right, next, next, number eight. All right, no, 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 seven, seven. That's right, Marky. It's Cap- I think Captain America: Winter Soldier. Oh that. yeah, that's a good one. And actually, that ties with the. Raymond. Oh, we're tied. Yeah, you two got it. And I'm oh, the only one that this. Oh, it, it's <laughs> on your list too, but later yes. on. Spoilers. Uh, yes, it's on my list, but. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll discover when. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the dissenter. I have Captain America: Civil War, and the reason for that is because let's be honest, Captain America: Civil War is not a Captain. It's it's like a mini Avengers movie, because you have all the characters together. You know, that many, you have the whole roster, basically, right? Of all the Avengers, plus more. You have the introduction of Spider-Man. You have the introduction of Black Panther. It's like, holy crap. You know, this it's an Avengers-level movie, but, you know, encapsulated in a Captain America, quote-unquote, movie, Civil War. And then just how crafty, um, what's his name, uh, Baron Zemo? A normal dude that was able to craft, like, just the steps in order to make the superheroes fight themselves. I thought that was very crafty how they did that. So yeah, yeah, I I like that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, spoils list for Raymond. <laughs> All right, you guys chose well, Captain America: Winter Soldier. I, I, so, or go ahead and speak. Oh, do you want me to elaborate on uh, Civil War? I yeah, if you want to add on to it, counter whatever. Uh, oh no, I I really like the movie too. I think mm-hmm. it's a really interesting uh, take on a villain. It's not just some big bad. Mm-hmm. It's just a guy who wants some kind of uh, reciprocation for like what happened to his family, right? Yeah. Baron Zemo's family died. He blames the Avengers. He's yeah, he a plays simple the, man. Like, the voicemails and mm-hmm. like he's about to kill himself at the end, right? Yeah. That was a powerful scene. Like Panther's like, no, 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 I'm gonna die first. <laughs> like, no, the living still has to deal with you, or something. He said, I forgot what he said. I just recently yeah. watched it, so yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I thought the action scenes I remember being really good, like oh, really well, yeah. uh, shot. the whole, like, the whole like airport scene on the freeway or something. Yeah, the airport fighting oh, the, scene. The airport, the big airport fight yeah. scene. Um, also, it's uh, 
uh, again, I think uh, Iron Man is kind of the full uh, range of like acting for Robert Downey Jr. He's when he sees his uh, parents being killed in the surveillance video. Oh you yeah. Kind of see the kind of flips. He really sells that. That he really sells that scene. I think. And you know, I, I could say right now, kind of a, not really a spoiler, but my list does lean Iron Man heavy or Tony Stark. Because <laughs> I think he, I think really, uh, he's the strongest character in the MCU. And I think a lot of characters are kind of a kind of a ripoff of Iron Man in a way. Especially someone like Doctor Strange, who's not in any of our lists. Mm. But I think he kind of set the template for like the the like a really solid uh, superhero in movies. And I think a lot of these characters kind of, they kind of take something from Iron Man. Like they all have that same kind of sarcastic humor, mm-hmm. that same kind of quick wit. And uh, yeah, I think this is kind of the best movie that he's in, I think. Well, I think to add to that, it's because, I mean, you look at all the MCU characters we have, I think by far Robert Downey Jr. is like the perfect casting of any of the Marvel characters. I don't know if you guys agree or not. Um, Cause he, he fits the bill. You know, he's, he's into his role. He knows the character well enough. It, it's basically him playing himself kind of like in the same re- respect as how, um, uh, what's his name? I just forgot Deadpool um, actor for Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. You know, he's playing himself oh, sorry, yeah. and he's basically Deadpool. I mean, like being able to just be yourself, being the character, you know, it, it makes it easier on that actor to portray that character. So that's why I think with Iron Man, it's just like he's kind of playing himself in, in a kind of way and he's able to riff off that and just play it so well and be so invested into that character. He is playing himself. He's like a, I think he, he started out in SNL, didn't he? I uh, started off he in a, a lot of things, so I, mean, I haven't seen all the old stuff he's been I, I, in. But I think he was an SNL cast member for like one season, mm. <laughs> when yeah. SNL was kind of at its lowest point, I think. Uh, but also, Iron Man in the comics is not the Robert Downey Iron Man. Like he took this character and made it his. Yeah, that's probably uh, true. I mean, uh, to a point, she's saying, "Yeah, who remembers Iron Man in the comics?" Like I. He was never a popular character for me. Like I never no, he was thought, like a yeah, B or C level. Exactly right. And I, I think even when they brought Iron Man to Comic Con, like two thousand, the year before the movie came out, mm-hmm. people were like, "Wow, they're really digging into like <laughs> the bottom of the barrel for this guy." And oh, then yeah. you know, John Favreau came out and he showed the trailer. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, he plays a big role in this too. Like he he made that movie, and I heard mm-hmm. Iron Man One was completely was mostly improvised. Like he allowed. Robert Downey to riff off of whoever played the bad guy, that famous actor too. Mm-hmm. Jebediah. Uh, anyway, what's his we're name? not there. Yeah, yeah. Obadiah Stane, the yeah. actor for that. Yeah. <laughs> Jebediah. <laughs> Jebediah. So we're, talking about, oh. we're talking about Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. You guys. <laughs> that's you guys' pick. Yeah, that was Civil yeah. War. Uh, Winter Soldier <laughs> was a really cool like action movie, I remember. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I think it had very cool grounded action. Like It wasn't just out in the sky, fighting in space, special effects. Like, there was some well-choreographed hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes Captain America movies pretty cool, is that all his fight scenes are kind of grounded in a, in a kind of reality. Yeah. Grounded uh, in a kind, kind of realism. Kind of like, yeah. yeah, realism, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think it was some kind of... It was like a spy kind of thriller. Yeah. The way they kind of told the story. I think that's how they, 
I think that's how they pen it or pin it. It's a spy thriller action. Yeah, it, right? it felt at the time, I think, the most serious of the MCU movies when it came out, mm-hmm. like in its tone. Yeah, because and... this, I'm sorry to interrupt, it, it's before like the whole Thor Ragnarok, like once it started getting into, no, not not the uh, Guardians, because it was still before Guardians, right? So, yes. Yep. I think it's yeah. right two, before Guardians. Yeah, two movies. <laughs> There's like Doctor the... Strange, then Guardians. Oh, wait, no, that's volume two. No, no. Oh, wait, Guardians no, no. Guardians was way before. Okay, no, I'm looking at Guardians 2. Wrong one. Yep, it's right before Guardians. So. Yeah, they're the same year. I remember that's a pretty strong year for Marvel. Yep. <laughs> so it was right before it got that kind of tonal shift where it became all about, you know, comedy, basically, you know, instead of the seriousness. And also, I think we... I think... I think most, uh, I say, I think a lot of us were kind of down from the first Captain America movie. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. oh, as yeah. good as yeah. we thought it would be. <laughs> so I think there were some oh, doubts. Yeah. There were some doubts about the sequel. Mm-hmm. And I think it. Uh, no, I think this is the kind of the movie that really big Captain America take off as a really cool character. Oh yeah, this totally catapulted yeah. Captain America for me because like yeah. the first one, like eh, whatever. Like it's, it's low kind of a letdown. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for having Red Skull and being a period piece. Yeah, it's they, told... they kind of squandered it. I almost felt like okay, it's like uh, Indiana Jones, but then with superheroes. I don't know. <laughs> and I think that sounds cool. Uh, um, <laughs> the, the guy who directed was the director of The Rocketeer. Oh really? Right? Okay, well that make kind of that yeah. kind of makes sense. <laughs> it has that fire. Yeah, but The Rocketeer was a pretty cool movie. I don't yeah, I did like it. Cool. Oh. <laughs> Another actress I like too. What's her name? Jennifer Connelly. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I see. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I like the conflict um, of uh, of Bucky being, you know, Cap's best friend, and then now he's like he's trying to find himself because he's been brainwashed. Oh, uh, cool. oh, Sorry. Uh, very romantic uh, ending. Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> Even before that, holy crap! The reveal that the Winter Soldier is freaking Bucky Barnes. You know, who died in the first Captain America, like, or, you know, presumably died. Right. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. I mean, I mean, I don't know the character too well, so I didn't know if that's who he was in the comics. I'm sure it is. But just that whole reveal for me, like, holy crap. That's awesome. And then him trying to like. It was revealed in the trailer though, I think. So I think it's kind of spoiled in the trailer. Was it? Okay. I probably didn't see much, (laughs) but I I didn't put two and two together. But for me, I, I could be spoiled with a movie or with a show or whatever. I like to see how that story unfolds. So for me, watching a movie or show, if, even if I'm spoiled, I want to know how did this come about? And if they tell me a compelling story, that's, I mean, a story that's compelling enough for me, then I'll, I'll still enjoy it. That's fine. I think it does remove an element of surprise that can't be like repeated or mm-hmm. felt again. Oh, you want to know the so. worst, worst surprise? Um, what's it called? No. First, the worst one that got ruined for me that just kind of made my myself change the idea of like, oh, surprises, whatever, don't matter. The Sixth Sense. I was going to watch it. Someone out in the crowd coming out of the theater said, he's already dead. I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? And then go in and watch the movie. Yeah. Motherfucker. You know? <laughs> ruined. You know, that and the whole I see dead people. Uh-huh. That was spoiled in the trailer too, and I think that would have been a pretty cool reveal if you didn't see that trailer. Yeah, I never saw the trailer because it was different back then when trailers were out for movies. But, anyways, oh, okay. that's no, we're going off a tangent a bit too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, number five. Number five. Well, number six. We'll start repeating, so we don't have to really 
Yeah. Five or six? Where? No, we're six. Because we just talked about Winter Soldier. So. Seven. Oh, yeah, it's my bad. Six. Yeah, number seven. It's number six. Marky, number six. Number six. Uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Raymond? Uh, I have Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, that's Marky's pick earlier. And oh, yeah. for me, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. We all have different. All different picks there. Uh, but I think we all have these on our lists, right? I think so. I don't have Thor somewhere. Except Black Panther, I think, right? Black Panther, I have it in number 10. Okay, I don't have it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're 10. I don't have Black Panther on there. I've already elaborated on Homecoming when Marky picked it. I yeah. I don't want to repeat it. Marky got... Um, Black Panther? Yeah, Marky? Black Panther. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that, that was nice. Oh, Black... <laughs> Let's see here. So we got... <laughs> So we had a little bit of Black Panther right before. I think it was Civil War. Um, same, same vibe, but we get to uh, be introduced to his uh, to Wakanda, and, mm-hmm. and that that's what it was all about. And yeah, the whole kill Killmonger is the villain. Uh, I thought he was a top tier, top tier villain, right th- up there with Thanos. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see here. Yeah, no, the action scenes were awesome. The music was awesome. I just thought I thought just the whole like. The whole, the whole ride throughout the movie was just really good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't think we'll talk about Homecoming because we talked about that, right, Raymond? So. Yeah, I, I added to it. Okay. Smarties yeah. number 10. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then mine is Thor Ragnarok from my number six. And, I mean, it's just, I, I chose it as my number six because it was the first time that Thor became fun for me. And I, I know it's kind of getting to the whole trope of a comedy, but um, let's be serious. The other Thor movies were kind of boring, right? <laughs> this is the first time that you're actually thrilled to watch Thor and be entertained. And then it's like the whole like concept of um, Hela and then the Valkyries. And what else is there? I don't know. There's so much going on. It's just, it, it had, yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Like it had comedy, it had action, it had like, serious tones it was just like oh man i had fun with ragnarok i thought it was just it was a, it was a fun movie and then i enjoyed it so much and then the whole like what's that one planet um when he was fighting with hulk right yeah that was awesome I like that <laughs> yeah too. i like just everything was so fun i mean yeah. that's what made me love thor ragnarok so much because it, it made a character as boring as thor and as so serious as hulk and just brought the the fun and entertainment of them together. And then it just made for just a really great time. And in my opinion. Yeah. This is also on my list. I don't yeah. know if it's on Marky's list too. Oh yeah. I think, I it think it's on everyone's list. So yeah. it's, a, okay. and yeah. it's a little higher up. They're yeah. all pretty. Yeah. So yeah, we're all kind of aligned. Uh, I think it's like the funniest MCU movie. I think we should wait until we get to whoever has it the highest to talk more about it. Oh, that's yeah. that's me. Okay, <laughs> let's move on then. All right, let's move on. So number five, five. Marky. So transitioning into Thor Ragnarok. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I thought yeah, the humor is good for like how powerful these world-ending characters were. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they just they just kept it a nice tone, and um, yeah, it was it was great to have them all in there. Yeah, because you have like the strongest like most powerful characters i mean so far of the of the movies you got thor you got hulk and then man just them duking it out and then just like what can you do to like it's like the the problem with superman you know he's so powerful how can you possibly have you know 
um, someone to fight against them, right? So, I don't know. Another Superman? Yeah, something like another Superman. Black Black Adam? (laughs) Which never came to fruition, but yeah. They really couldn't deal with Hela, so they had to get, um, I forgot the the lava or the... uh, the hell monster, whatever he was. Yeah, Ragnarok. The god, the god. No, the no, was um, Surter, Surter. Yeah, so Surter. That was Surter was oh, was a uh, Hell's demise, right? So yeah, supposedly. Right, I know. Yeah, there's no body. Remember? <laughs> and she's a goddess. <laughs> yep, and she's a goddess. She'll just resurrect. I don't know, or she'll she'll pull a Loki and come from right. somewhere. <laughs> okay. Raymond. Uh, I have the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, the original. Is this, is this, is this the earliest? Is this, has this already been mentioned? Or uh, I don't think so. No. I mean, Marky had Guardians oh, that's 3. The first appearance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, should I elaborate or should we wait till it gets to someone who has a higher... Um, you can say a little bit and then just oh. save it. I mean, okay, or okay. you can skip. I, you want to skip and wait? Okay, well, we'll wait till it gets to... Okay, it's, it's higher in someone's on list. The... Yeah, uh, mine okay. is number five, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, we probably should have had her talk save for this moment because it's higher <laughs> on mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, just to add in, like you guys said, spy thriller action. This is the first time that I felt Captain America was just so awesome. Um, and the whole reveal with Bucky Barnes being the Winter Soldier for me, because I, I wasn't spoiled earlier from the trailers or anything. I was just like, holy crap, that's an awesome reveal. Um, mm-hmm. Just the the sheer like um, brutality of like the realism of this is like, you really feel like this could really happen. Like this is a spy thriller with just with superheroes. But then if, if you didn't have the superhero element, if this wasn't even a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, you could think this was just a great movie on its own. Right. I mean, I thought it could have been without the whole, mm-hmm. you know, overarching MCU story. Um, I just love this movie because it, it just, it brought a sense. It was like a full rounded story. You have Captain America in the beginning, just, okay. Like he's getting used to what life it, it's like. You get the beginning of the first Captain America, the boring part, and then you kind of just kind of speed run it and then get right into the action. And then they just keep pummeling it with action all throughout until the very end. And that's why it's like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, far back. Honestly, this used to be, no, it still is. I was going to say, this used to be my top five. It, it literally is my top five. Cause it, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's always been like my top five for like the longest for as, as far as I remember, I've always kept it as my top five, if not higher throughout, throughout everything except for recent movies that came out. But, We'll get into that later. So, next, number cool. four. Marky, number four. So, I have Civil War, and for all the reasons you mentioned, <laughs> for everyone mentioned earlier. Captain. Top tier. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Rayman, number uh, four. My number four is Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, all right. I mean, do I have a higher anywhere else? No. So, it's highest on my list. Okay. I mean, is there anything you want to add uh, from what we've said? Yeah, I think I said it was the. the I think it's the funniest MCU mm-hmm. movie. Uh, <laughs> I like this version of Hulk. He's like a like a, has like a five year old brain. Like he's kind of <laughs> like he's kind of developed some kind of awareness or like control over being a big green monster, but he's still, uh, um, you know, like kind of has the mind of a child. Mm-hmm. 
I, yeah. Uh, well, this is because it's the longest that Hulk has stayed as Hulk and hasn't reverted back yeah. to Bruce Banner, right? This, so this it's like, him. I'm sorry. Oh no! Uh, I was just gonna elaborate that. Um, it was my first idea. Like I never knew if this was really explored in the other movies or not, but I always thought that Hulk was just, you know, Bruce Banner's mind was in there, but just kind of like just dumbed down in a way. I didn't know that Hulk was just actually another, you know, whole other identity for him. You know, they made it like it the Hulk, right? It's it's like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So in my mind before, I always thought it was just Hulk was just, you know, uh, the the rage just built up on Bruce Banner and he just couldn't control himself. I didn't think yeah. it was just a whole, you know, other identity. So that was the first time yeah. that I realized that. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, like, having that kind of Hulk with Thor, that's a great, like, duo <laughs> or combination. Um, and Loki, the way he... he the way he's uh, he's more comedic, I think, mm-hmm. in the scenes with Thor. Oh yeah, they're all more comedic uh, in this one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, also, this movie looks good. Like the some of these shots, like the mm-hmm. it's like a, a shot colorful. of like a yeah, like an orange like sky and it's like a blue mm-hmm. like like bottom like dark like lower half. It's like mm-hmm. a like a big slow motion like war shot. I don't know if you guys remember that scene. I think it's like a flashback, or it's in it's in the trailer. Oh, I remember really a lot of like nice, a lot of nice looking like shots in this uh, in this movie. There's a trippy and, one. Uh, Go ahead. There's a trippy shot too. Like yeah, well, that, oh, uh, when um, reminiscent of the Willy Wonka Willy Wonka thing where they're going on the sled and then they're warping to the new planet. I think that's right, what right. It's like <laughs> it's like scream like a <laughs> <laughs> on LSD. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, uh, this I, I I would I, before this I thought Guardians was like the like the most humorous movie, but I thought mm-hmm. Thor really took it to the the next level. Yeah. I guess as a kind of a cheap way to put it. <laughs> yeah, another notch yeah, above Guardians. Uh, cool. Also, also, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's a much better Guardians movie is the way I would look at it. Gotcha. Uh, going back to. Hulk on uh, in, in Ragnarok. I think this was off of him from uh, Ultron, right? So he was hiding the zucchini mm-hmm. with uh, Black Widow, and then I don't know. He was <laughs> he was feeling bad, and then he took a space. He took one of the Avengers spaceships, right, or ships. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the he, um, he just mm-hmm. rode off into the sunset, <laughs> and then he ends up in Ragnarok. Next thing, you know, did right? they ex- explain that? Like, how does a twin? How do you call it? Twin jet or whatever you call those Avengers jets? Quinjet. Yeah, Quinjet. How? Yeah. How can I just fly off into space and into this whole other? Well, I don't know if it was really explained, or I didn't pay attention enough. Technology. Yeah, (laughs) I I will say one one kind of downer is well, not a downer, but this is based off the Planet Hulk story, which is a Mm -hmm. really good Hulk story. Hulk Ragnarok, and they kind of bastardized it to make like a like a Thor Thor. comedy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because who's the Rock character? Uh, oh yeah, the director. <laughs> yeah, Taika Waititi's Korg, 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 Korg or something. Yeah, Korg. Yeah, oh, dude, he's that's a, funny. He's so funny. <laughs> he's a he's a serious character in the in the comic, but uh-huh. here he's Taika Waititi playing himself, and yep. you know we won't see that kind of story told because it's been done in Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. in a way more humorous way. Yeah, I think it's kind of it sucks that we're not going to see Hulk like this anymore because he's kind of evolved into. Just a person, right? 
like an intel regular intelligent Grey Hulk, yeah, Professor Hulk, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I I would want to see more of this Hulk, but hmm. like a raging Hulk, gonna... yeah, yeah. But with like some kind of like he can communicate, he, he can kind of like a baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a toddler. I thought this this Hulk was kind of fun, <laughs> but oh yeah, cool, cool. Right, and my number four, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So, uh, do you guys have it? Uh, you guys have it on your list. Marky has it. Marky has it. Yeah, it was my, my list. Number eight. For number me. eight for you. Number four for me. Um, I'll touch on it. Um, recapping from what I when I talked about it when you had it up, but yeah, like Guardians, dude, the best trilogy of all the MCU movies. Like I mentioned before. Especially this third one, because it, it was basically just Rocket story, and it was just everything about him, and just how he grew up. So you got all the tension, the feelings of like, okay, this is a reason why Rocket was the way he was, you know, from the first movie, the second movie, and just how he's always been, because he's just been this, you know, abused animal that was, um, oh, and talking about villains, holy crap, the uh, what, what's this villain's name? I forgot. Um, um, skin um, um, face, <laughs> yeah, skin face. But what, what his character name, his real name. Um, damn it, yeah. So I'll look that up real quick. But that that character, that evil character, was just so awesome because he, he had so much. You know that was um, James Gunn's buddy because he had him in uh, Peacemaker show. You guys watch Peacemaker? High Evolutionary. No, High Evolutionary, yes. Thank you. Thank you for looking that up. <laughs> the High Evolutionary. Man, you're talking about villains with like um that were just like okay, compelling. They had some um just pure rawness of evil or just like, oh, you hate him. Like he uh that that actor played him so well. Like I, I hated him. I hated how he was and how he treated people and how he treated Rocket. And like I just reveled in that thought of like, oh man, they really have to go against this guy. And then especially how Rocket just like got his revenge finally. But yeah, I mean, Guardians 3, it, it just takes a cake because this was the the ending of a trilogy that just I felt was the best trilogy of all MC movies. So that's why I had it up there. All right, next. Number <laughs> four. Okay, so we got top three. Oh, top three. Top three. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Oh, now we're getting endgame here. I mean, Top Guardians three. Of the, Guardians of the Galaxy One. <laughs> Galaxy One. You have. I'm. I'm curious though. Um. I mean, we could. Ray, uh, let's go to Raymond first. Huh? <laughs> you're number three. Well, you're number three. Oh, sorry. Uh, I have Avengers: Infinity War. Hmm. All right. And I'm gonna say mine. Spider-Man: No Way Home, third movie of the Spider-Man series. So. Question I want to ask for Marky actually when Guardians first, uh, you have that ranked higher than Guardians three. I'm just curious, or can you share your thoughts there. Oh yeah, so um, so th- three was the closer. Uh, it it kind of did full circle, but what one was like? Um, yeah, no. So how do I explain this? Yeah, so going into the movie, I was just pleasantly surprised because I, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was nothing I would give a chance in the comic books. Mm-hmm. But but the way it was brought into the uh, into MCU, it was just it was just eye opening. It was just a great. It was a great great experience. First first um, 
you know, first experience with the with the characters. Uh, the, it came out around the same time as Winter Soldier. I think that helped it with the seriousness to the uh, nice comedy part part of it. Mm-hmm. I think just the yeah, whole, like, like a whole, contrast. Yeah, yeah. At, the, yeah. at the time. So, and I was like, it, it just it, it impacted me more, way more than Volume Three did. Um, even though Volume mm-hmm. Three might be, it, it might be up there. It, I, to be honest, I think they're they're both neck and neck as far as Guardians movies. So, I guess yeah. for my counter detriment to Guardians right. is like, um, I I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. I never would have like yeah. thought of the guardians to see him in the comics or read about him until like, you know, right. James Gunn making this movie. Yeah. Um, I felt it was great as them, but again, just like all the intro stories for all the other characters, I felt this is just kind of weaker of all the guardians because it was just like, you have to break in the story of, of all of them. So it's more story it's, building. Okay. So, which is great. Right. Um, but you know, it just doesn't get into the action that I want to see or like the pure comedy or whatever the, the struggle. The struggle is just them becoming a team, and then having to fight. You know, um, what's his name? Um, what's his name again? The bad oh, guy, uh, Ronan. Ronan. Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. yeah, with his universal weapon. With the what stone do you had? He got the Infinity Stone on there, right? The um, Power yeah, Stone. One of them. I don't know which. Yeah, one of them. I don't know which one. Yeah, I forgot which which one. Probably, yeah, Dreamcast. <laughs> but um. I, for me, it's like it, it's that it's getting used to the ridiculousness of Guardians, you know, like having a dance off at the end. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, like, that was part of it. I liked it. I know, but yeah, so it's great for a lot of people. But for me, it's like, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? Just okay, yeah, sure, yeah. But, but I mean, it's cool. It just led into like whatever. Um, it was just it's just something that was added in. Um, Anyways, number three for Raymond, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, uh, I think this is the best Avengers movie. This is, uh, let's see, what happened in this movie? I can share a little bit. Oh, yeah, you save it. half the people died. <laughs> and that's why you like uh, it. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, that, that ending was, uh, I think, very impactful. Uh, mm-hmm. It really made Thanos um, like an actual villain to... to um, Who's uh, uh um, what's that? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was um a force to reckon with. <laughs> yeah, like he's scary. Like yeah. he beat the crap out of Hulk in the beginning. Yeah, that and was from the very beginning. He killed Loki, right? Mm-hmm. Loki dies in the beginning. Yep. So the consequences, like leading up to this movie, like there, oh, there's gonna be actual consequences in this movie. Yeah, like and they showed that by killing Loki. He's a villain that actually showed threat. Right. No, he was an actual yeah. like threatening villain that they had to be careful or they had to really handle it. Otherwise, there will be consequences for not. And you know, mm-hmm. it's not just another throwaway villain that they had like, oh, OK, we're going to have fun with it and then beat the bad guy. At and the he, end. Yeah. And he, he won. Happen. Yeah. yeah he, the bad guy wins at the end. I thought that yeah. was really cool. I was like, what? OK. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like sitting like in the Philippines looking over the hills. <laughs> And it ends with him smiling. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I won. <laughs> they should have ended the they should have ended the Avengers there and then take a year off and Re- reboot the MCU. <laughs> reboot the MCU. <laughs> well, it did take a year off, right? <laughs> That's when they got Endgame. <laughs> no, I think they put Captain Marvel in between. Oh yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That's on. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a yeah. it's a very fitting like 
way to also um they juggled like what, 30 characters in the yeah. series mm. and it didn't feel like uh like a suicide squad type movie where it's like the hell is this guy like everyone kind of had a a role that didn't feel the movie didn't feel like crowded you know mm-hmm. like it felt like a real ensemble cast and right. uh iron man's kind of the star in this movie and, uh, <laughs> Again. well thor is actually my bad thor is but iron man kind of plays a pretty big role as well and you know it's as cool as iron man is i'm glad that he's done <laughs> a little too much iron man i'm glad that he ran his course from you know iron man to endgame <laughs> and, uh yeah it's a it's the the best avengers movie all right <laughs> we're going there uh, my number three pick is spider-man no way home that's the third movie of the Spider-Man trilogy. Um, it's okay. Um, true. It, it's very nostalgia heavy because you are reintroduced into Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And then I'll be honest, dude, just, just having them in the movie, just like that, that took the cake for me. I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. I don't care about the rest, but just having all the Spider-Mans together, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. And what also this movie did for me, um, for Spider-Man, I mean, Tom Holland, Spider-Man himself, this is kind of like his true origin story. Spider-Man, um, I mean, Homecoming, then Far From Home, they were just Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Peter Parker was still just getting used to being, you know, the teenager with his awesome superhero powers. But by the time that he gets into No Way Home, it's like, holy crap, you know, he has to deal with... You know, what all the other, the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man felt when their, what's his name? Uncle, <laughs> I forgot his name already. Ben? Yeah, yeah when Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, it slipped my mind, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> Tom Holland, Spider-Man, finally gets his Uncle Ben moment, but it's with Aunt May instead. And then that just completes the the tril- the, the reemergence of him actually becoming Spider-Man and not just being Peter Parker, who's trying to learn how to be Spider-Man. This is the movie that kind of catapults him into that status of, you know, what it means to really be Spider-Man. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not on my list. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Uniques. Is this comments? unique? No, it's on yeah. Marquis. Is, is this it? my unique? No, uh, no. no yeah, no, it this is. is. I think this is, a, this is a unique pick. Yeah. This is my unique pick. I just um, I, w- I wasn't a fan of how they were holding all the villains in these containers, <laughs> like they like they were just gonna release them in cages. And, I don't know, kind of. Oh, it was off putting, but that wasn't. I, yeah. It was okay. The, the nostalgia vi- was great. Mm-hmm. Even the villains are nostalgic. Like yeah, yeah. Willem Dafoe. Isn't he like he's like Patrick Stewart's age. He managed <laughs> to play a yeah another <laughs> same looking guy. Yeah, I mean. Okay, if you're going to blame it for like, oh, they just reused the character. Like, yeah, that's why I said it's nostalgia heavy. I mean, there was nothing really new that brought it in as far as like villains or things like that, except all the old villains from, you know, the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield universes coming together and becoming like even bigger, you know, villains or stronger villains because of what what they were doing. Yeah, it would have been something different if um, if – if Sp- Peter Parker had to deal with it by himself, but he had two other Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, okay, yeah. kind of balanced everything out. But dude, when, okay, 
I hate to say it, but Willem Dafoe, when he, he's freaking splitting between, you know, oh, like yeah. being the good or the bad, you know, like, you know, his mind's all messed up. And then that whole scene in like that building, the apartment, when he was just like just beating on Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Oh, holy crap. You know, <laughs> I mean, all the feels in there. And then you can tell like, okay, Spider uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, he's still holding back because he, he's thinking, oh man, okay, I could still save him. I could still save him. But hell no, not like freaking Willem Dafoe's uh, freaking goblin just fucking, yeah, just fucking tears him up. And then just that moment when Aunt May, like, you know, him having his Uncle Bemo with Aunt May. I was like, oh, fuck, man, right in the feels. And then it's just like, okay, this is his moment. And then, yeah, I don't know. That's Did Did he not have an Uncle Ben? No. I mean, they never mentioned it in any of the movies. So it's, it's like, already, yeah, it's already presumed he's already like dead, passed away, whatever. But it didn't affect them as much as the Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans or Peter Parker's. So for him, his uh, so his Uncle Ben moment is with Aunt May. It's Uncle Ben moment was not with Uncle Ben. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. He was abusive. <laughs> Possibly. That's why. <laughs> Aunt May, Aunt May, <laughs> and Mercy to May is Aunt May. Man, all right. Yeah, uh, Tony Stark made a joke about that. You know they were in the movie together, Mercy to May and Downey Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. What movie? Uh, I have to look it up, but um, oh. they were kind of a love interest, I think. I'll have to look it up, and that's oh, why they kind of played it in into this. Well, not this movie, but the previous one, yep. Civil War, I think. Yep. All right. Number two. Number two. All right. Oh, we, we're, we're dialing in. So let's just spoil it. Marky and yeah. me have the same. What is it, Marky? Avengers Endgame. That's right. That's our number two. And then the only dissenter here is who? Raymond? Uh, I have Iron Man. First Original one. Iron Man. Nice. Original Iron Man. Yeah. I mean, that's Can we the, start with Iron Man? Yeah. I mean, because... it, it's your highest pick, so... I mean, I already said my piece. Oh, second highest pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I said it introduces us to Robert Downey and Tony Stark. Um, I also think that uh, this is the most... Well, it's the first movie, so it's very grounded. Mm-hmm. I, I use that word a lot because I think these... As we move further down the MCU, everything has to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But in this mm-hmm. first movie... Like, he's building a suit in the first third of the movie, and then he's building another suit in the second third. Like, it's just him <laughs> tinkering, <laughs> building, like, a, a suit of armor. And uh, they managed to make that entertaining and fun because, you know, his charisma. And uh, the action scenes are... They're still pretty decent. You know, it's Again, it's not in outer space. He's just flying to a desert, and he's, like, shooting regular thugs. <laughs> I kind of don't like the Iron Man that just where it becomes like the armor becomes like a something that expands on his skin. Like, oh, now it's not grounded in any reality anymore. Now it's like <laughs> your weird Stark alien technology. And, <laughs> you know, I think it kind of loses its kind of appeal to me. But when it feels like a, a looks like a tangible suit that you can like step into, uh, that makes it more. Uh, Oh, I guess I find that more appealing. I, guess. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, 
to counter that a little bit, see, in every iteration of Iron Man, he's always evolving his suit. So, yeah, I mean, getting into the whole nanotech, but like, just thinking from the first Iron Man, you know, he, he built that first, like, iron giant thing in the cave. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he, he made his Mark II or whatever it was, right? Yeah. The, the next evolution, which basically... The red, the red one. Yeah, the red and gold one, like his traditional ones. Iron Man suit. Yeah. And then even then, when you move on into Iron Man 2, um, when he's fighting the guy that looks like... Um, what's the Freaking guy with the whips. I forgot his name already. Whiplash. Yeah. Whip, I don't whiplash. know. Was it Whiplash? I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. But anyways, you know, then he has a suit, you know, because um, he wanted to be more compact and portable. So he has a suit that comes out of his suitcase, right? So yeah. he's ever evolving all of his suits. And so naturally, whoever he's fighting against, he has to find a way to just keep, like, building on it. Because that's just who he is. He's always improving on. So it's just a yeah. natural evolution. So, oh well, yeah, because the stakes keep getting higher. Like yep. you didn't think he'd be fighting Thanos like ten mm-hmm. years later. Yep. Like, he has to have a suit that just keeps like replicating itself or something. Yep. Like a shield comes out of nothing. Yeah, because like and you it's... think a mechanical, like like a metal plate. If you destroy a metal plate, you can't like fix it. You have to get another metal plate. And actually, yeah. if you watch um, the third movie, Iron Man three, um, mm-hmm. it's cool because he has this thing called Veronica when he was stopping the Hulk. Was it Iron Man 3? I forgot. No, no, not Iron Man 3. Avengers. Uh, 2. Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Was it Age of Ultron? Yeah. yeah when he had it's to like stop a, the Hulk, right? It's like a floating storage, right? It just keeps like trying to fly to him to add to his armor. Yeah, yeah. So he has uh, Veronica, and it, it just like keeps throwing him armor pieces. So he can keep, yeah, like, if something like gets destroyed, yeah, then, you know, so he keeps. I, I thought by that point it was a little ridiculous. Oh. No, that I thought it was just man. They keep amping up how they can keep making improvements. Like how much better can you get? Holy crap! Okay, you can make it this better. You can make it this better. And by the time you get to like freaking you know Avengers, like we're at you know he's got his nano suit, which is like holy crap because he's yeah. learned that from the Wakandans basically, or stole yeah. it from. The, I don't know how you want to say that. I mean, he 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 discovered time travel in Endgame, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. how brilliant he is. I, I just think it, it gets a little too fantastical. Mm-hmm. And the first movie, it, it feels like 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 a Batman suit. Like it feels tangible because mm-hmm. he spends two thirds of the movie like building it. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this is a whole change. I mean, it, it's a whole like um, because we had stuff that was grounded in realism, reality, kind of. And then as we progress, you know, things just kept getting more and more like yeah, like you know. I don't know how how do you. Uh, it just you, you can't. You have to get. You have to keep getting bigger. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's what Endgame is. It's, it's just well, it's as big as we can get. Yeah. And I think that's why it's kind of why Marvel's maybe you know, having a a weird place. Mm-hmm. It's like these have to get bigger than Endgame. I think they. That's multiple yeah. universes. That could be <laughs> another discussion we will have after this, but um, yeah. So Marky, I mean, we both chose Endgame. Is there something you want to add in, or mention about that first? Well, it was someone had Infinity or Raymond had Infinity War for number three. So yeah, Endgame. Um, Endgame's the closer for the Thanos saga. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Uh, it's coming Infinity off the, Saga. Yeah, it's coming off the loss of the uh, Avengers from the first one. From from Infinity War. Um, yeah, I just thought they, they. You know, they start they start off down losers, and you know they find that way. I thought it was. 
it's it's definitely up there. It's my top two, so you, you probably know what top one is by now. But <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Um, okay, let me add on Endgame. Um, it's my number two pick, uh, me and Marky's, and reason for it is because holy crap, it just has all the freaking like um, just moments. I I think what what gets Endgame for me, uh, why it's not my number one pick. Is because it's just okay. It's kind of the relief. It's like it doesn't have the stakes as much as like what our number one pick is. If no one else can guess it right now, but it's the moment where okay, we're finally getting to the moment where they they start with just downer moments in the beginning. You know, it, it's just kind of everyone's down and, and out because of what happened from the Infinity War, and so everyone's just trying to like re gain regroup what what they had it feels hopeless because yeah. they don't they don't have anything for Thanos yeah. Yeah, so. so it's kind of like a downer for like the first third or first act or whatever you call it and then by the time they start like okay now they have to convince everyone to like okay we can do this we can do this we can do this and then so it's just a build up to ending you know the MCU story kind of like if MCU ended with Endgame I would have been fine with that I don't know about you guys right like this, I think most people are fine. With that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. If you venture into forums or different comments, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people can say, Oh yeah. Marvel MCU ended with Endgame for me. Everything else sucks after that. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. But I mean, yeah, it, it, it's the final moment you get. I mean, okay. I watched this. Honestly, I watched this multiple times in the theaters just because of how awesome it was. I mean, watch it with my friends, watch it with my family, watch again with other friends, you know, and then just the iconic moments. The one, the best iconic moment for me. I don't know. Uh, what was your best iconic moment? Me? Oh, let's see here. What was my. When they killed Thanos. When they killed Thanos uh, for, uh, for early on. Okay. Uh, when they That's visited him on, in the Philippines and they. You know, they, yeah. <laughs> they just, oh, it's, it's, the it's not when the Captain America gets the. Here's like the Falcon in his earpiece. Oh, uh, and on your left? Uh, Okay, and that's Raymond's iconic oh, that's moment. Right. That's yeah. right. Avengers. Right at the end. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's like, all I remember from that movie is like the last fight scene. <laughs> on your left. Yeah. And then Falcon comes back from one of those <laughs> and Doctor it's Strange just, portals. It's just, Fal- it's, it's just Falcon. I mean, what if, end, what if they ended the movie after they killed Thanos the first time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I linked you guys. There was a, like, how it should have ended kind of. <laughs> Uh, I'll send it to you guys. I'll talk about it after this. Um, okay, no, my iconic moment is definitely the hammer, Mjolnir. Oh, okay. You know when oh, when Katsumeka grabbed it. Yeah, forging it. Yeah, okay. when, when Thor throws it, it, it like goes past. You know, um, Thor does it go past him? I forgot what, it, what happens, oh, but you know, it just flies. It you know, it, it hits Thanos and it, it flies back, but it doesn't fly back to Thor because he's down goes to freaking Captain America. And then at that moment is like the biggest eruption in the theater that I've ever heard in any other movie. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like I erupted because I was like, holy crap, that moment was just like, a, like just the it moment for me. It, it was Captain America. You've known he's always been worthy. And then it just finally prove it at this point that he was, he's always been able to wield Mjolnir. He just, Never did when you were practicing doing it in Age of Ultron. Because there's a moment in Age of Ultron where they're all trying to lift the hammer. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. He, yeah, he yeah. moves it a little bit. Yeah, he moves it a little bit. 
But then the whole thing, the whole point is that no one should ever be really to move it. So he moved it because he was able to. He just didn't lift it all the way up to just not, you know, not to show off to uh, to Thor. But then at that moment, you know, and then even Thor says, I knew it, you know. <laughs> so, didn't, didn't Thanos throw the, ha- the hammer back? No, he, he hit it. He knocked it. Oh, okay. okay. No one else can. I mean, uh, say Vision. Vision could do it. Vision care. Kept. Captain Marvel didn't. I thought she had it. No. No, she never had it. Okay. Okay. It was past her when. <laughs> yeah, when I, she I'm arrived. Like, yeah, I'm feeling it got caught and got thrown back. But I yeah, guess not. no. Every time it was someone else that wasn't worthy, like they they were just hitting it or knocking it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of their way. Okay. So, um, yeah. I mean, Endgame for me, second one because it's just the holy crap moments, the iconic moments, and Definitely. just yeah, and it's what did it for me. Okay, go with number two. So, number one. Uh, <laughs> no surprise for... Uh, I'll just start off with Marky and myself. Uh, Marky, say it. Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and our dissenter, Raymond, what'd you choose your number one? Surprising. Oh, mine is uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Man. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, my number one is uh, Captain America Civil War. All right. Uh, Do we hold off? Did I say too much from, my, from why I said it, or...? What do you want I to say? I talked about Civil War a lot. Yeah, we, all had it on the <laughs> we all had it on our list. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely a top tier pick for me, for sure. Because, like I said, it's like another Avengers movie. It's a mini Avengers movie for me. And then just the whole scope of it just is awesome. I don't know if there's any more things you want to elaborate, Raymond, but <laughs> more than you already did. Uh, no, I, I think. Yeah, so. You so okay. Yeah, you had. <laughs> Here's the thing: you had Infinity War on your list, but you didn't have Endgame at all on your list. So. Oh yeah, that makes it interesting. Endgame it is technically number eleven. Mm. Okay, okay. So it's just a top eleven movie. Hmm. Just well, I, I didn't like Endgame that much, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. So I know that's weird to hear, but <laughs> eleven is really high. So okay, yeah, eleven's yeah. still pretty high. Almost top ten. I just don't yeah. see. Um, I don't see Endgame. Uh-huh. Not surpass uh, anything else on the list. Not, well, <laughs> yeah, I feel the opposite. It's like, man, it, it's tough to beat Endgame except for Infinity War, which is me and Marky's first pick. Like, man, how do you top Endgame? Well, you top it with the stakes of Infinity War. So I think we could dive into that, right, Marky? Like, okay, something you want to add first? For the stakes of Infinity War? Uh, yeah, or see. just reasons why it's your number one pick. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it- yeah, because pretty much what Raymond was saying, how like the bad the bad guy went won, um, like they had no answer for him. Um, yes, yeah, the sacrifices that they had to make, just just to even try to compete, mm-hmm. and he just whooped everyone's. But yeah, yeah, this this Avengers. Okay, so this is the culmination of everything. Again, <laughs> in the sense that, okay, we got all the movies that we've ever watched all at this point, what, 30 movies, I think. I forgot how many, but like 20. Oh, I mean, um, up to Avengers oh. Infinity War, it's like 20 something, oh. like almost 30. It's just on the right. Let me see. Yeah. At that, at that point? At that point. It's the 20th, 20th movie. movie. Okay. Yeah. So all those 20 movies, this is the culmination of all that, of just the world building of like the gathering of the Infinity Stones, like the story is coming together and you're finally having the big bad reveal of 
Thanos, you know, after all the little teases they've had from like Avengers one to like all the different things that happened throughout all the other movies, this is finally the moment that you see the big bad. And then he, he freaking Thanos lives up to being, you know, you know, the big bad, the, the villain of the Marvels, you know, I mean of the Avengers, not the Marvel, (laughs) but, um, you know, the threat is real. The stakes are real. Like he, only had what two or three power uh, stones with him, Infinity Stones, when he was um, when he caught up to that as Guardian ship, right? right? And then he freaking he like oh crap, you're starting off with Hulk already. It's like oh man, we're gonna have a beatdown. Oh well, nope, it's not a Thanos beatdown. It's a freaking Hulk beatdown. <laughs> I mean, then, honestly, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say like you know when um one of his um his henchmen said oh no don't worry about it. You know, the master or our Lord will take care of it. Right. right. And then just, Thanos just like, all right, my turn. And he just whoops Hulk's ass. Just like, <laughs> yeah, man, he can't, he will. But, but also I could have had end game. Number one, infinity war left you, um, it left you hanging, but mm-hmm. it, it, it made you want to see the conclusion. Right. Yes. So that's what made it so powerful. Like, even though it ended on a clip, it was like the empire strikes back for star Wars. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, End Endgame was—I think it was worth the payoff to come mm-hmm. back and finish this, finish it, and everything happened in Endgame. So I mean, I—I I guess I could have Endgame no role, but honestly, Infinity War—I I, just—it was just really, yeah, it was better. Yeah, I think for me, it's because it's just like everything that's built up to it is like it's yeah. finally revealed. It's finally there. Right. Here's Thanos. He's right your face, and he's big and he's bad, you know. And then it's the first time we're like. Holy crap! Okay, um, maybe the Avengers won't be able to beat this guy, and then lo and behold, you know he doesn't. They don't. I mean, they actually are defeated, and then so it's just like holy crap! It just just the whole reveal of like, you know, the Avengers actually couldn't get the job done, and the villain did what he set out to do, and it's just like it's like an ending, but not. So this is kind of a two-parter because, yeah, Infinity War and Endgame, it's like two movies that are really supposed to be one, but except it would be way too long if it was one movie, right? So Yeah, and you're yeah. right. Like the, the whole buildup with the end credit scenes for Thanos saying, fine, I'll do it myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he really does do it himself. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's why it was my number one pick. But like you said, I, I kind of could blend Endgame together. Those two together, like it, it's a complete story. So Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, it's one complete story that's kind of, if it was together, then that would, together it's my number one. So yeah. that's kind of how it is. It's just, for me, it just felt more feel like more surprising, more like just right at you, Infinity War. And then Endgame was just like the resolution to that. So yeah, that's why. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, top 10. That was our top 10, and I think uh, we'll do rankings or unique picks, or how are we going to do the, the ending of this? Well, so we ranked our top 10, and what we did is we averaged our rankings to create a cumulative top 10, which I will call the definitive top 10, meaning <laughs> uh, this is the correct top 10 list. Any other top 10 list is incorrect. <laughs> so this is the definitive top 10 MCU movies leading up to Deadpool. Okay. Let's see. All right. So you guys want to 
That's gonna also, be we have a tie at three and four, so we can. I guess there's no debate. I, I feel like we know what would go above what. Mm-hmm. I know my ranking brought it down, but <laughs> <laughs> you want to do it? Just read off the top ten of our the, the definitive MCU ranking. Yeah, you guys go ahead, do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so number ten will be Guardians of the Galaxy. Original. Uh, the original. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Number eight, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Number seven, Iron Man. First number one. Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Iron Man. Uh, number six, Marvel's The Avengers, the first one. Uh, number five, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Number four, Thor Ragnarok. Number three, Avengers Endgame. Number two, Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. And number one, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. All right. No, no. Right. I thought you were going to say the Marvels <laughs> for a second there. That's number 11. Oh, no, gotcha. Not. Number one is Infinity War. because Infinity War. It's number one for both of you, so that already skews the average. Of course, yeah. <laughs> unless, Two to one. Unless it was like my bottom movie. That was number three. <laughs> I, I, I did manage to bring that up. But... Yeah. We brought it up there yep. with our number two picks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So, so Civil War is a safe bet. That's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You can't really say, like, oh, Civil War doesn't belong there. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's yeah. definitely a top tier pick. So I, I, yeah. I don't see too much wrong with this. Uh, personally, for me, it's. Well, it's definitive, so you can't. <laughs> Between three of us. Between the three of us, at least. <laughs> What about honorable mentions? Um, is there anything else that That's, you felt like should have been up there that isn't? That isn't. Oh, actually, we do. Oh, man. Well, I guess the <laughs> next. Let me... Go ahead. <laughs> or do you want to start off? Next. Go ahead. Sorry. I was thinking, okay. Um, to counter that, what is the worst MCU movie? I, I This is a curveball. I didn't ask you guys beforehand, but what do you guys think is the worst Probably a movie I haven't seen yet, Black Widow or something. <laughs> yeah, the, the movies I haven't oh. seen, I feel like, are the worst. Uh, so I haven't seen Black Widow. I haven't seen Eternals. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Quantumania. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen The Incredible Hulk. Hmm. Wow. I actually missed that one. I didn't realize. With um, what's his name? Um, Norton. Edward Norton. What's his name? Edward Norton. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. I even saw the one with Eric Bana. So I've seen them all. What's your worst uh, MCU movie film? I am going to have to go with... Um, let me look at the list real quick. I probably don't even have to look at it. Because I'm already thinking Black Widow. <laughs> that bad, yeah. huh? You saw that, it. that bad, yeah. Okay. Like, um, I think I saved myself. I, I was able to... Did I watch it in... No, I think I watched it in theaters. And I just I felt like crap i should have just waited to watch this on disney plus like they said they would so yeah i mean black widow i i wished that they made black widow earlier in the in the mcu timeline would that um, have made it better um no but it probably would have been more um passable but then what i think is it's it's because you've had so much fantastic like look where it's 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 after Infinity War, after Endgame, after oh, yeah. Spider-Man: no Far From Home. I was like, "Come on, <laughs> you 
you're gonna have that. And then, you know, just right after you had Shang-Chi, you know, which which I think that's my like number eleven actually. So um, Yeah, you put an eleventh movie there. Yeah, yeah. Shang-Chi is up there for me. <laughs> um and Black Widow is just like this freaking stepchild, you know, whatever <laughs> just convoluted story that just Gosh, it sucks because they had great characters too. I mean, they had Florence Pugh as a sister, who I guess she'll become the new Black Widow, basically. Um, yeah. And then you have David Harbour's character, which is the the red, the Russian Hulk, or not Russian, um, <laughs> Captain Russia, or I don't know his name. I forgot what was the red something. I forgot. Um, and then, yeah, it just suffered from a really whack story. And just bad timing, bad timing, bad story altogether. If it was like in the first few movies, like before Avengers, then okay, whatever. It could have been passable. But at, since it's like way after all these great movies that came out for MCU, it's just man, it, it just it just gets buried. I guess uh, of the movies I have seen, I guess Thor: The Dark World, but. I don't know. I guess if I watch it again, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd encourage you to rewatch it and just, um, yeah, because I thought it wasn't as bad as what people thought of it. Thor: The Dark World wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's what stands out to me when I look at this at this list. Yeah, like you gonna pick one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to rewatch the Incredible Hulk, the first one, or the only one. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I guess I give uh, I guess I give Black Widow a shot. I mean, you, you, can you make the char- you make the characters uh, compelling. So okay, you're gonna watch I, it because it's not recommended because it's my worst pick. <laughs> yeah, it might as well. Okay, like this, but yeah, that horrible. <laughs> oh man, like I'd rather rewatch the Marvels, you know, multiple times over than rewatch Black oh. Widow. So it's oh, a top sixty. It's a top sixty movie. Yeah, oh, that's for you. Um, Actually, I enjoyed the Marvels. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the Marvels. Yeah, it we is. discussed that last time. We, we were did. all average yeah. plus one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's wrap it up. Our top ten. All right, we just finished talking about our top ten movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and yeah, I mean trying this out in our remote session here. So it's something new for all of us. Something new that we're trying. And I hope you enjoyed our little rant and, I mean, discussion, sorry, about what we thought was our top tens and collectively top ten movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far as of, what, these 33 movies up to the Marvels from Iron Man 1 to the the Marvels. So, um, you guys have any final thoughts that you want to add? Um, no, it's a, it's a solid list. Solidus. Moon, Moon Knight Season 2. <laughs> yeah, you really like Moon Knight, huh? All right, folks, that uh, pretty much wraps it up for all of us here. Thank you for listening to us. Hope you enjoyed uh, what we had to talk about, and I hope you plan on listening again. So until next time, have a fantastic day. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to our show. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you know we greatly appreciate that. If you can send us an email to worktimefunpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a message at X, you know, formerly known as Twitter, and our handle is at WorkTimeFunPod. Thanks again. 